You're dating a guy, you're falling in love, but you don't trust your judgment because every other time you've been in love, you ignored some serious red flags. How can you make sure that this time turns out different? Well, instead of focusing on what's wrong with men, as we so often do, today's Love You podcast is going to focus on what's right about them. So without further ado, here are six ways you can tell your man is a keeper. Stick around. I'm Evan Mark Katz, dating coach for smart, strong, successful women, and your personal trainer for love. Welcome to the Love You podcast. Keep listening to learn six undeniable signs he's your soulmate. When we're done, I'll let you know how you could apply to Love You to create a passionate relationship that makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. So this is just some ideas that occurred to me uh, when trying to assess what makes a guy a good guy, an undeniably good guy. It would be hard to paint the picture of him as a bad guy if he did these six things. Um, this isn't universal. It's not the definitive list. I'm not going to pretend there aren't other things that one could use for this, but I think this is a decent place to start. Uh, in separating the wheat from the chaff. Number one, he cares what you have to say. I know that sounds almost an, like an embarrassingly low bar to jump. However, it's not. Because as a dating coach for women, listening to women complain about men, if there's one thing that I tend to hear over and over about men, especially in early phases of dating, is they just talk about themselves. They don't care what I have to say. They don't want to hear my stories. They don't express curiosity about my work or about my hobbies or about my travel or about my friends. And to some degree, that's kind of true. Guys just want to put on a show and have you applaud for them. They're not always as interested. But that makes it even more potent when you find a guy who really is interested in what you have to say. In fact, the phrase safe, heard, understood comes from a client of mine who had a guy she was dating for six months and she wasn't sure if she felt it and she was thinking about getting rid of him. And then one day he said, Carol, your spirituality is really important to you. And I'm not a spiritual person. So one day, would you take me to church with you? I want to see what it means to you. And her jaw just dropped because this woman is 60 years old. She's been divorced twice. She's never had a guy express an interest in her, much less this aspect of her life. And here's this great guy who she's trying to get rid of, right? And that's when I came up with the phrase safe, heard, and understood because that's how he made her feel, perhaps for the first time in her life. Uh, and yes, she ended up staying with him. Number two. He wants to spend time with you platonically. Right? It doesn't mean much when a guy is uh, in the first few weeks, first few months of dating, and he's telling you how hot you are and how he wants to see you and what are you wearing and can you come over right now? And it's typical guy behavior. And listen, it's built into the Love You course. Men look for sex and find love. Uh, it's not a real controversial stance. But when a guy is actually taking the time to say, hey, do you want to just talk? Hey, do you just want to hang out? 
what are you up to this weekend? I was going to go to the farmer's market. I was going to take a walk in the park. I was going to go to the baseball game with my buddy and he bailed on me. Do you want to come? When a guy wants to spend time with you platonically instead of hitting you up by text at 10 o'clock at night and asking what you're doing right now, I think that says that he actually likes you and is not merely using you because you provide a different component, the physical component to his life that he doesn't need. Men and women, right? You're very attuned to what's wrong with men, but men and women often date according to their needs. So if a guy has friends, money, um, hobbies, da, 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 he's often going to, be, going to be looking for the missing piece. For a lot of men, the missing piece is just someone he could sleep with from time to time, brings a little bit of feminine energy and can largely leave him alone. And they're content with those kind of relationships. If you're not content with it, pay attention to whether a guy wants to spend time with you platonically, makes an effort between dates to stay in touch, or whether everything kind of veers towards hooking up at the end of the day because there's nothing wrong with hooking up, but if it's all he's doing, um, it's probably not the guy you're gonna marry. Number three, he gives more than he takes. Boy, this is a big one, right? It's probably its own video, but I'm mentioning it here. He gives more than he takes. I can't tell you the number of women I've worked with who are who run companies, who have employees working under them, who are single moms taking care of two or three kids, who have an elderly parent they're taking care of. All they do is put energy out and then they end up taking care of some emotionally traumatic boyfriend, some narcissist that they have to bend over backwards and spend guessing games or some stunted adolescent who they have to treat like a mommy because he can't get his act together and just just let's look at this like a like a, another visual metaphor it's a it's it's a cup if you have a man who's draining your cup what is the point of the cup that's supposed to hold the water you need someone who fills your cup so instead of taking great pride in being such a giver and such a martyr it's nice to take care of people in fact it's important to take care of people but there has to be some reciprocity you can't be in a great relationship with a guy who's a taker. You just can't. And a guy can make a ton of money and still be a taker. Notice that. Right? This, is a, this is an emotional output. Right? It's the time invested in you. It's how he makes you feel. Right? It's how you feel in between dates. Do you feel anxious? Do you feel secure? Right? So if you're with a taker, it's just a bottomless spiral of taking. And it's the kind of thing you could see relatively early on. So yeah, you can take care of your man, but be in a relationship at the very least where you're receiving at least as much as you're getting. Because if you don't, a guy could have all the other traits in the world and you're still going to feel less than, you're still going to feel drained, you're still going to feel dissatisfied. Choose givers, not takers. Number four, you never have to wonder where you stand with him. This is the definition of a secure, intimate relationship. It doesn't mean that a guy who you've been seeing for three weeks or three months or even one year can promise you, swear to God, hope to die, that he is definitely going to marry you and be your partner for the next 40 years. It's premature for that. What I mean when I say you never have to worry where you stand with him is that 
You never worry about whether his intentions are pure and that he's attempting to do the right thing and that he's on the same track as you. When my wife was dating me, and again, I'm not using myself as the avatar that's, you know, of all things good about men, but when my wife was dating me, she could tell you quite definitively, not, I know Evan's going to marry me, but this is a man who's serious about getting married, a man who's serious about having children. And while we're while he's dating me, he is seriously contemplating whether this is the right fit. He's not using me. He's not wasting my time. We're headed on the same track. We're on the same train. And that's pretty much all you can ask for. And by the way, that's what he should ask for. What's the point of a man dating a woman who doesn't want the same thing that he does? Even in doing so, I was being candid. I was being open. Right? And that level of transparency gives her enough information that she could act. She could have, she could have uh, dumped me to say, I need a man who knows after six months that he's going to marry me. It would have been a mistake, but she could have done that. Right? So you never have to wonder where you stand with him. Could be as big as you know you're on the same track for the future or as small as it's, if it's been six hours and he hasn't texted you, you don't freak out and think that he's leaving you. He was a good man yesterday. He liked you yesterday. He loved you yesterday. He didn't change his mind overnight with no new information. You feel fundamentally secure the same way that when you you wake up in the morning, you feel secure that when you go to the office, you're still going to have a job. They're not going to suddenly fire you. You don't have to spend too much time thinking. You don't have to spend too much energy on whether he is the man he claims to be. That's the key. Number five, you can be yourself around him. This might be my personal highest value, self-expression, the ability to be yourself. It's why I do this job for you. I never have to censor myself around you. Uh, it's why I chose my wife. She's not the kind of person who makes me lie to her, constantly backpedal because she's constantly offended. She's not playing thought police. She's not blaming me for being myself fundamentally. So. I, I, I can't think of anything that's actually more important than being able to let down your guard and be yourself in all of your insecurity, in all of your judgment, in all of your arrogance, and in all the things that you are. I could be weak with my wife. I could brag to my wife in ways that I would never do in person. I could share my innermost thoughts about her, about me, about our children, about our life, and nothing destabilizes the relationship. Why should you ever settle for a relationship where you have to walk in eggshells, backpedal, be careful what you say because it may just blow up the entire relationship. One conversation, one stray thought, one disagreement. There's no higher priority than just being yourself and knowing that you're going to be accepted for all that you are, imperfections and all. So if you have a guy who is with you, he probably knows your flaws, and if he's not spending too much time harping on them and you can just relax and be yourself, you might have a keeper on your hands. Number six, you're proud to talk about your relationship with him. In general, when I'm talking about uh, relationships and the Love You podcast, I don't spend too much time worrying about what other people think, because I really don't. Nobody has a vote. Your parents don't have a vote. Your friends don't have a, a vote. What they think about your guy is, is not not the point because your friend's radar isn't necessarily good and you're not the exact same person as your friends. But here's the thing that I find interesting. 
When you have a relationship that makes you genuinely happy, where you feel safe, heard, and understood, where you can relax and be yourself, where he's making an effort to listen to you and get to know you and spend time with you platonically, all the things we're talking about today, you should want to stand on the rooftops and crow about what a great relationship you are, what a good man you have, how exciting it is to be in this position. But I know people, I've got clients, generally not after working with me for long, but people come to me and they're dating a guy for three years and they've broken up four times and they're fighting 50% of the time. And I could assure you, they are not talking proudly about their relationship to their friends. They're ashamed of it. They avoid the topic. Right? He makes me feel insecure. He makes me feel gaslighted. He makes me feel unattractive. He makes me feel crazy. He makes me feel... Right? Why would anybody have that relationship? Now, people do. It's another topic for another day. But if you have a guy who's a keeper, if you have a guy that you think can be your soulmate, if you ever have to have a second thought about whether you want to tell your friend or your mom the true story about how your relationship is, you might be in the wrong relationship and you might want to reconsider your options if you're actually embarrassed about who he is or how you feel when you're with him. Right? It's not because you care about what other people think. It's because of you. It's because your partner doesn't bring out the best in you. And if he doesn't bring out the best in you, there's going to be very little to, to crow about. Nobody crows to the world about how her husband beats her. Like no, one's, no one raises their hand. Hey, guess what, Janine? Right? We crow from the rooftop, rooftops when we're really, really happy. and We want to let other people into our joy. So just think about the, whether, if you're in a relationship right now, are you proud to tell your friends about how great things are? And if not, is he really a keeper? So these are just the first six signs that came to mind for me. But if you have any other good ideas about how to tell a man's your soulmate, please share them in the comments below. I really look forward to hearing what you have to say. My name is Evan Mark Katz. Thank you for tuning into the Love You podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, please share an honest review on Apple. More reviews equals more awareness of the Love You podcast and more love in the world. And if you have everything except a man and you want to have a happy, healthy relationship, I can help you. In Love You, you will gain confidence, learn to trust your judgment, and find a man who makes you feel safe, heard, and understood. Go to www.evanmarkkatz.com and click to watch my free video. When you're done, you could apply to Love You to join hundreds of other smart, strong, successful women in a coaching community where women like you actually get the love you deserve. I'll see you there.